Recording started. Morning, Diane. It's Monday, August 1st, 2022. Current time, um, hold on. 0530. Amundsen Scott Flight 0429 investigation. It's going to be a busier day than usual. Today I'm expecting expedited background investigation reports on my top three suspects. I'm hoping that these reports will shine more light in their past and help me obtain a more full picture on each one. Between the mm-hmm. items that we found to be concealed, between the overseas connections, the organized nature of the operation, and potential for another research stations also being impacted, this is a far more complex investigation than we first envisioned. Still nothing concrete back from DEA or FBI on the go-forward plan. I'm scheduled to contact Marshall Murphy tonight at 1800. I'll see what, if anything, she has picked up. I'm still not sure how to regard this new Marshall Diane. From everything I'm hearing, she has fit into the new role quickly and very effectively. Seems to be respected and has settled into the role. I don't know if it's my feelings about Chuck. I'm just not comfortable with it yet. And it has nothing to do with her being a female. Let me just make that absolutely clear. It just still takes some getting used to, I guess. On a more routine station matter, Wainwright and his Atlas buddies have formally resurfaced. Over the past week or so, they've started showing up more regularly to events, lunch, and have been seen in their labs with frequency. No word as to where they've all been sequestered to, no doubt, in whatever space they have down the ice tunnels. Thomas told me at roughly the same time, formal communications from Beauregard Lowen restarted and communications in and out of the stations are back to their typical cadence. I suppose it's also purely coincidental that the station suffered another power blip last week, the first one in several months. Zeke is not happy about this and according to his sensors, they're still originating in the, say it with me, the ice caves. I'm still waiting on the enhanced analysis on that computer virus which was discovered in the station's operations center the day of the crash. Normally that analysis would have only taken a few days, however with Mr. Well, with the absence of Mr. Waters, uh, Mr. Todd has needed additional time to review. And uh, we're all really worried about Mr. Todd, Diane. He's still being a shut-in, he's not really coming out of IT room. Ever since um, Mr. Waters, well, let's just say he's taken it very rough. Uh, He mentioned something about leaving the station after the winter season ends and heading back to the States. And although I have no idea what their relationship was between those two men, that heartache and that regret I see in his face every time I check in on him, I recognize it because I used to see it every day in the mirror. have to see what I might be able to do to help the situation. Finally, I'm still uh, <clears throat> I'm still processing what I learned from Sydney about his, well, let's call them unique gifts, against everything else odd that takes place or has taken place around here. A psychologist who can read minds. It's exactly the twisted sense of humor I've come to expect out of this station. I've been mulling over this, and while it bothers the hell out of me, I gotta admit, Sydney is 
he's a really good guy. I mean, a genuine good guy who, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know me. I've got a lot in this noggin of mine. I've worked very hard to lock up and ensure it never sees a light of day. Yet, what we discussed and what he told me about last week, about the relationship, well, it left an impression. Something about it really resonates with me. Uh, sweetie, is this really what you do at oh, it's 5.33 every morning? I know, I'm sorry. Go back to sleep, Kendra. It's your day off. Um, I was being too loud. I apologize. Tell you what. How about I bring you some breakfast in bed around 8? Ooh. Breakfast in bed? Served by my own personal station valet? You really know how to treat me right, Deputy Marshal. <laughs> okay. Bacon, eggs, toast, and orange juice? Oh. Apple juice would be better if they have it this morning. But OJ is okay at a pinch. Um, where are my glasses and clothes? The clothes are folded over there on the chair, and your glasses are on top of that. Thank and you. you're welcome to keep using my dress shirt if you need to hit the latrine. Ooh, he does laundry too? Okay, um, thank you. I think I'm just gonna... Yeah, you go back to bed. Okay. Let's see you at eight. Uh, Diane, update paused. We'll complete in the gal. Recording stopped. So it is becoming uh, very, very dangerous to uh, to uh, walking to and from the main station of the dark sector labs. Uh, last night was the first since the first time where one of the bumbles charged at a person. They normally they're timid, docile creatures around us. Uh, this aggressiveness is confounding. It's confusing me. I don't know why. Uh, don't want to think what might have happened had they not had a flashlight with them, though. Uh, well, what about the summer huts? Uh, they usually focus their time and attention on those. Are they still looting around that area? Oh, they still visit. Overnight, they hit Building 68, Substation C, for the summer camp. Not only did they ransack it, they pissed over everything. I wouldn't recommend going inside that joint without a firefighter respirator for a while now. Obviously, these creatures are becoming more curious, less timid, and less afraid of the local human inhabitants. Something is almost certainly antagonizing them, causing them to become more direct. All right, look, I know I ain't the chief of the fire crew anymore. Fire crew? On behalf of Bayou Bobby Boucher down there, who is too busy combing his hair in the mirror half the time as opposed to doing his fucking <clears> job. <throat> hey, right, boss, right? Play nice and all that Mr. Rogers shit. Look, me and the crew would be happy to grab the hunting spotlights, some axes, and make sure these fucking Chewbacca whatever stop whizzing all over our shit. Okay, we, we can't just attack them. Yeah, they might urinate on things and stuff and is stolen, but but won't attacking them just escalate things? Escalate? Come on! It's gonna send a message to them big ice gorillas that they can't be pushing us around like this. But, gee, Fred, they haven't really pushed us. They charged at Dr. Frank, but even the way he tells it, he got closer than he realized and thinks he just, well, 
gosh, spooked him is spooked. all. Okay, Pee-wee. All I know is when a neighbor's dog starts coming into your line to do his business, you don't let that stink go. You do something. Pee-wee? Well, what's that supposed to mean? All right, don't get your panties in a twist there, kid. All I meant was that you got uh-huh. your... Am I the only one on the station who noticed the coincidence? I know my job is an investigator, but come on, everybody. No one else has drawn the same conclusion. Uh, what exactly do you mean by that, Deputy Marshal? You wish to do the honors, Dr. Wainwright, or shall I? I honestly have no idea where this is leading, Deputy Marshal. Very well, then. The communication between the station and Bolo, which they suspended themselves, started up two weeks ago. One week ago, the station suffered its first electrical power disruption in how many months, Zeke? Damn close to four. Four months. Then last night, not only do the bumbles make a return, it's an aggressive one. Correlation does not imply causation, Deputy Marshal. That is pure logical fallacy. Did you get orders to restart Project Atlas? That is not... There are some topics, Deputy Marshal, which decorum and discretion are definitely tantamount to the setting upon which they are properly reviewed. This is not that setting. You know, Bolo knows, and I know. How many, Doctor? How many people need to be hurt? How many people are going to be casualties to whatever Mary Shelley experiments you four have running down there? Wait, um, who's hurting who now? Um... I'm sorry, I am lost here. Mary Shelley Long, what the fuck are we talking about now? What's Charles Atlas got to do with these frosty freaks out there? This gathering is not the forum to showcase your many conspiracy theories. I don't know what this project you refer to is or what relevancy it has to the current topic we've been asked by Dr. Jovak to address. Actually, I, I, I might... Do us all well and good, and I think I think we took five minute break. Uh, let some tempers calm themselves down. Not, I myself could use a trip to the little scientist room. Back to the floating. Very well. Five minute break then. Calling me Pee Wee? That big muscle head? I I know, Mister Kelly. It's just Fred's way. He has a nickname for everybody. And they're usually not overly flattering, but don't let him live rent-free in your head. Trust me, he is not worth it. So, what's the deal, long man? Pushing Wainwright like that on Atlas and in front of everybody? Intentional, Zeke. I wanted to rattle his cage for a couple of reasons. First, I was being serious with the correlations I outlined. I fully suspect this recent event with the bump ice feet had... Knock it off, Zeke. Has everything to do with Atlas. Same with the power blips. Second, I want Wainwright to never forget that while I may not fully be aware of what they're doing down there, I know what's going on. I'm learning more little by little, and it's only a matter of time. Lastly, I'm working on driving a wedge. What do you mean? While I don't believe the disappearance of Mr. Waters has much of an impact on Dr. Wainwright, I think it's impacting the other three doctors more than they're letting on. I can't get a read on Dr. Van Zandt. He was absent the first month or so afterwards, and although I did get an opportunity to formally interview him around my current investigation, any mention of Atlas or the Canadian station caused him to clamor right up. Dr. Lorenz and Jovac, however, their body language and reactions are telling me they have a much larger issue around what happened. I'm willing to bet that it's a topic of disagreement amongst the Atlas Four. 
Anything I can do to cause a rift to begin opening cracks? The better the chance we'll have to enter through one of those cracks. Wow, that's impressive, Deputy Marshal. Who knew you could be so devious? Well, let's remember, Wainwright is no fool himself. He may be wise to what I'm playing at. I'm still not sure how the DIA originally found out I broached the topic a few months back with Van Zandt. But I can't rule out Larry as the culprit. So, in all the time you two have been down here, these uh, creatures have never been this aggressive? No. And as a matter of fact, it's the first time I remember so many people spotting them, too. They like staying way out, making a mess, hooting and hollering, and all that stuff. But actually coming around when people are out and about, that there is a new one. A couple years back, one of my guys turned a corner and saw one only 20 feet away. He said the thing roared at him and then ran off real quick like. Like he was more afraid of the DeWalt than he was of the ice feet. Bumbles? Damn it, Tommy. I'm going to make this thing stick. In any event, I don't think I'm overreaching when I say their secret handshake club is the primary culprit for what has these... Bumbles. Ice feet all worked up. The timing is just too convenient for it to be anything else. Everyone, everyone, let's gather again, please. Thank you. Oh, I, uh, I am, I actually did need to, um, excuse myself during the break. Uh, tell him I'll be in shortly. Okay. Hey, order of advice, lawman? Sure, Zeke, go ahead. You've got Doc Wainwright and Joe Bag all worked up. You have their attention. You may want to ease off on the stick a bit. Not push too hard. Let the stew simmer. Not overheat, man. Aha! I catch you, Poop and... Oh. It is just you, Tammy. Uh, Mikhail, you can't just hide in the bathroom and jump out at people. Especially here. Stuff. Well, it could have happened earlier than intended. And Tammy is a girl's name. Ugh. Stinging operation is blown now. Might as well reset for later. Please, Tanya, let the urination commence. Yeah. I don't want to go overboard here. I lit the fuse already. Best not to throw gasoline on it. Well, the best, really. Okay, let's go back in. Oh, hey, what's up, Mikhail? Hello, Mikhail. Hmm? You won't escape me again, Pope. Excellent. Now, I've drafted a new... Where is Mr. Kelly? Oh, uh, nature call. He said go on, he'll catch up with us. So, what does leadership intend to do, Dr. Wainwright? Due to keep us safe when we have to go back and forth to our stations. No, 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 Doctor. Let us label it Dr. Wainwright. He's, he's here to tell us. He tells the precautions and consideration, I'm sure there's many, that will be taken and put into effect. Thank you, Dr. Jovac. Very well. Now, I have drafted a new set of station rules and procedures that should assist us in dealing with the current outdoor situation. I'll also have these rules posted and read by Miss June during tomorrow morning's announcement. One, effective immediately, anybody exiting the station or any of the detached buildings will walk in groups of two or more. Two, each group of two or more ought to have handheld, super powerful spotlights or a heavy duty mag light. Three, any non critical extracurricular activity involving the outside will be cancelled and forbidden until the summer season recommences. Finally, Nobody, and I mean nobody, is to venture into the summer huts or nearby external buildings unless cleared to do so by myself or in my absence, Mr. Kelly. Psh, yo, that's it? Get up, buddy. 
Grab a light and don't go near the loser huts? That's the plan here? Doc, not for nothing, but you give me the word, I can have a team ready and assembled in 10 minutes. They'll go out there and find some Ewok bitches to curb stomp into the that next- That is quite mo- enough, Mr. Ferguson. While I admire your spunk, I will not risk the lives of those under me when a more measured and tempered response would seem to suffice. I'm not sure what you mean, but, you know, let's, let's keep the spunk out of it, all right, then? I ain't coming on no ice rock, guys. Doctor, I'd also recommend chaining down the more critical external buildings to ensure none of the creatures get inside. The PAX terminal, the hangars, DNF storage, and, of course, the <coughs> booze barn. Sound suggestion, Captain. I'll have these printed up and hung up by end of day. Thank you, everybody, for your time, dedication, and interest in our station's unique problem. Oh, you may all go now. Gee, over already? Oh, what I miss? Oh, uh, Dr. Wainwright asked for a volunteer to head out there and act as bait so Fred and his fire goons can get their vigilante on. Yeah, uh, when nobody raised their hand, we suggested that you could help. Oh, my. You're okay with wearing raw meat around your neck, right? Stay brave, Tommy. Dr. Jovag says these ice feet can smell fear when you're all scared. Bumbles. And for as much as you were told of the events that took place, the smell of sin was present? Mm, It was indeed. Now, there is always a persistent smell of lust, greed, and gluttony in the air around the station. It's almost like an air freshener at this point, to be honest. But when word started to circulate of your plane disappearing from radar, I... I remember it still very clearly. Cheryl Lynn went onto the PA system to announce it, and almost immediately, a massive aroma popped up of guilt, regret. Whoever it was, their soul was affected by the potential death of five people which they caused. Oh, you remember the smell of a brand new BMW the first week after you buy it? Oh, grabbing carry-out and Lebanese goat kebabs the first night and picking up two not-so-classy prostitutes who smell like they just bathed in vanilla rum and Coco Chanel perfume an hour before? Believe it or not, Counselor, I've never had that experience, no. Well, it was even better than that. No subtle build-up, no angst, no... No... No chance to try and justify what had happened or rationalize it. Just immediate sin. Guilt times five. <laughs> oh, if only Yankee Candle sold Middle East goat hooker kebab. I'd buy that shit by the case. Counselor, can I please get you to focus? Right, right. Your investigation. Once the announcement went out, uh, the insta-sin stank began. (laughs) I do love new guilt. Which made it all the more disappointing two days later when the smell suddenly went away. When the announcement was made, we had all been rescued. Yeah, it was such a pungent thing, too. Soon as um, whoever it was had all that combined guilt, heard the news, it vanished in a matter of minutes. Their conscience was clear. 
No more guilt of having caused multiple murder. I can't have it all, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry we disappointed you, Counselor, and decided on living versus dying. Huh? Oh! Oh, don't get me wrong, Javert. <laughs> as far as hellish apes go, you aren't all that bad. You're, uh... Well, still have that virtuous thing going on. But, uh... Then again... You have a new, weird, uh, pseudo-guilt smell on you. What did you do? Forget to say your prayers last night. <laughs> uh, didn't help an old lady cross the street, or... No fucking way. You committed murder? Or... No. It's, it's like that, but... More like that while high on LSD. It's, uh... Oh, I've smelled this before. Oh, like the Manson family. It's a rare breed of guilt. Enough, this is not about me. No, it needs to be. Bass, what happened? Not a chance. Back to my questioning. Javert, I'm a lawyer. I'll take your case pro bono. Effective right now, anything you say is considered client-attorney privilege. Don't take me wrong. I love sin and the way it smells, but the amount of guilt you already have on you... This will tip the scales, and not in a way you want. Enough! No more! And listen to me, you third-rate Matlock soul leader. There is no way on this planet that I'm going to invite in you, in some mind-reading head shrink, or share my feelings with anybody. Not how I'm wired. We're not talking about this any longer. Back to my questions. You don't understand. Everything is balanced, Javert. Everything has a set limit. It's all... Celestial-based, yes, but even celestial realms are predicated and founded on very strict universal and cognitive foundations. That balance can become very delicate. Even the slightest imbalance in just the We're right... We're done way. here. God damn it, I knew this was a mistake. I should have trusted my instincts. Deputy, talk to Dr. Bremer. He can help to recalibrate the balance. Don't need to. Seriously, he's very good. He helped me to deal with all the nihilistic tendencies I had issues with. Whatever this is, Deputy, you need to deal with it. Resolve it. Deputy U.S. Marshal Bass Marlow, interview terminated. Recording stopped. And he's been back to his usual grumpy self the whole week. I still don't... <laughs> Pretty sure he still doesn't like you very much. Uh, I'm sorry that Dr. Van Zandt is holding a grudge. I know some people don't like it when I have to lean in on them during interrogation. If he wants to hold on to that animosity, though, there isn't much I can do about that. Uh, I do know the doctors Jovac and Wainwright are active again. They were both at the staff meeting Wainwright called earlier today. Uh, what about Dr. Lorenz? Oh, I saw her yesterday as she was getting back from the ice cube. Uh, the two grad students there said she's been a regular again and showing up just like before your trip to the future Canada station. They're all back amongst us fully again. And again, all within the last week. Around the same time, the station began receiving emails and communications from Beauregard Lowen. Can anybody think of anything specific or unusual that happened on station just before the phone lines opened back up? Um, not particularly. Kendra, how about you? Hmm, nothing. 
Nothing from DSL or the other labs. Well, then, I guess the only thing we can do is keep our eyes and ears open. Uh, actually, I take that back. I did get an email from one of the university the, um, professors from Caltech who oversee the selection committee for various grants. Amongst them, BICEP 3. Dr. Van Zandt's program. Yes. But the email was strange. The professor wanted to get my opinion on if Dr. Van Zant was if he was still effective as the DSL division leader it was not very appropriate really why? Well, what was off about it? well most tenured professors they don't well they like to keep their internal business and politics well they don't publicize when things have issues I'm I'm a doctor not a professor. I certainly don't... Well, I'm not tenured, so for him to ask me... Let's say that's an academic no-no. Hmm. What did you tell him? I emailed him back and told him I wasn't comfortable. I didn't want to... Well, that he should be asking Dr. Wainwright or Dr. Jovac or... And he started making insinuations... How there could be openings, how Dr. Van Zant had been down in Amundsen Scott longer than most, had I considered. You know, it's it's all speculation, really. Well, I for one would like to know. Considered what? Applying for the division head of the Dark Sector Lab. He implied that should if Gustav retires after the season, head of the DSL would be available. Gee whiz, that would be a great honor. Don't you want it? Uh, Like I said, I'm thinking it over. Trying to determine where my comfort levels are now. Anyways, um, what's this I hear about new station rules regarding the bumbles? And honey, didn't you want to tell Thomas Hmm? something? Oh, right, yeah. Um, listen, Mr. Kelly, I'm sorry about that joke. The, uh, the bait thing with you wearing raw meat around your neck. (laughs) It's all right. All in good fun and all that. In response to the uh, increased sightings of the Bumbles, Dr. Wainwright has set down some new rules. Uh, Nothing too ambitious. Just travel in groups, have strong handheld lights, and no more unauthorized access to the ice tunnels. Wait, that wasn't the one he mentioned in the conference room. What do the Bumbles have to do with the ice tunnels? They don't come to the station or the arches. I was curious about that one myself. He posted it on the boards in administration. It'll be part of the morning announcements as well. What is it they say? Never let a good crisis go to waste? Oh, you can go get your seats over there. Wow, the atmospheric research people are up late, too. I didn't think the ARO team worked past 5 p.m. Yeah, Uh, Dr. I mean, Chief Meteorologist Topper Hunt was, you know, having them work overtime. Said the computer data for the station's predictive weather modules started going bonkers earlier today. Uh, how did he phrase it? The winds will be opening up faster than a grad student's legs. After the fourth piña colada. Sounds like we may be in for some real bad weather in the next few weeks. Why is that man such a... He's just... Ick. Agreed. 
Uh, uh, any more messages from Beauregard Lowing? Anything new with our science leadership team? No, not since this morning, and that was fairly routine, really. I did manage to antagonize Dr. Wainwright. Seems he'll find something in every communication that gets him worked up since that Canadian stationed event. It's very unusual. Oh, and uh, you had a message come in from your new Marshal boss, uh, Marshal Murphy. I left it on your desk. Ah, thanks. Do you happen to remember what it was about? Um, something about expense vouchers or reimbursement of lost items, uh, I, I think. How is that going? The new boss and getting used to them is, if you don't mind me asking. Um, no, I don't. It's, um, fine. Our new marshal is very professional. She's still learning the ropes of how the territory and people operate just like... Uh, like Chuck did when his nomination went through. She's a good marshal, a long track record, very thorough, detailed. Sounds to me like you still have some doubts. Hmm? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I do. It's, uh, it's a change I'm still getting accustomed to. It doesn't help that I'm just about as remote as one can be without the ability to hop on a plane and head back for a week to get FaceTime. Well, once winter lifts, you could always take a few weeks to head back to Hawaii, check in, visit with Diane, and pay your respects to your in-laws. Yeah. Uh, summer's still months away. More than ample time to think about a plan for that. I still have this new assignment to work with. We'll need to put in some time over in Palmer, and especially Mactown. McMurdo is large enough to keep me occupied for a while. I'll call Marshal Murphy in a few hours. Morning her time, let's see. Miss Alice? Everything all right back there? Oof! I must be more darn toot and tired than I realized. I was working on putting together the ingredients for tomorrow's hot dish and the Juicy Lucy lunch, but I was looking down and making sure I didn't whoop it up again by putting in too many chopped carrots, and when I look up... Ah, holy buckets! It's Dr. Rodney just standing there looking all pale and see-through-y. Huh? A ghost? Well, I don't think it was one of those reanimated doohickey situations from a few years back now. No, it definitely looked like Dr. Rodney there, you know? Did he do anything? Say anything? Well, now that you mention it... I had the old Ice FM station on a bit louder than normal back there, but sure as shooting, he says to me in this low voice, I may, I may be, be the, the first, first, but, but not, not the, the last. last. Oh, well, you heard it too. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, thought I was going to have to swear on the good book that I wasn't sipping the brandy old fashions back there again. Sweetie, is that the same thing you heard on your birthday? When, when you said you saw him in the recycling room? Exact same. This is Brian Bradley. Thank you for listening to our show. We are commercial free and able to do so thanks to our amazing sponsors. You can help support 90 Degrees by visiting our Patreon page. Go to 90DegreesPodcast.com. That's the number 90 and Degrees Podcast, all one word, dot com. You'll find a direct link to our Patreon page where you can make a monthly pledge and get shirts, buttons, stickers, or even a shout out as an honorary station pony. Speaking of, we'd like to send a special shout out 
to the following poems, Nick Wolf, Ernest A. Polron, and Padma Numi. Thank you for your sponsorship. It helps and supports us in so many ways. This has been 90 Degrees South. On behalf of the cast and crew, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you liked the episode and are enjoying the series, please remember to give us a like, a share, a tweet, send a raven, or review on iTunes, Audioboom, or your favorite podcast site. It helps us to get the word out and keeps the cold at bay. Until next time. This has been a BMB production.